The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you. It is September 14th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for being with us today. We do appreciate it. So, Brenda, you look like you're ready to get your photo done today. Oh, do I? You do. I did my hair this morning. I have my Mater Dei Radio label shirt and um, a skirt because it's going to be hot out on the uh, grounds at Oktoberfest in beautiful Mount Angel. Well, I know you're heading there, but I thought you were uh, a little more made up today because today's National Get Your Picture at School Day today. Oh, well, there's that too. <laughs> Little did I know. I read picture that. It's, day. It's National School Picture Day. That's the official. That's the official. official. Yes. So. Oh, How about perfect. that? Look at you. Ready to go. I'm ready for my school picture. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. So do you remember that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then I remember getting them back going, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's not what I thought I looked like at I need all. A, I need a retake. <laughs> Can I do a retake? I want a retake. You know, we had that big discussion, oh, a while ago, that is it okay to touch up your children's school photos? Oh, yeah. Right? To, right. to put yeah. the filter on it so that way they, they look better than they do. <laughs> uh, I'd say for senior pictures, yeah, you, you should. You want to have a good memory of that. But at the same time... Yeah, we as parents, we like the way you look. Yeah, kids. Man, do I have some goofy grade school photos? Do you? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't even like to go back and look at them. It's like, oh my, who is that guy? Oh my goodness! It's funny though. I mean, does anybody have really nice grade school photos back in the day? I don't know. I don't know yeah, either. It's like, oh look at that. Isn't what that a lovely? lovely young man he is. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, and it's funny, as parents, though, we look at pictures of our kids and we yeah. love them. We're like, oh, I love that. Oh, and that's great. You look at pictures of yeah. yourself and you go, ugh. <laughs> Even today, I think Scott sent me a picture recently and I was like, you need to put that picture, in, like delete it <laughs> delete and use it, that little, little garbage can icon on the bottom of yeah. your screen. And they're like, what? I love that picture. And I'm like, you got to be kidding. I hate that <laughs> Get picture. Get rid of, of me. it. Get rid of that picture. So senior photos, like your high school senior photo. Yes. Uh, I, I recalled that like... This, did you eat, did the school even do one or did you go out and do your own school, your senior, senior. photo? When yeah. I was in high school, and that wasn't like way back in the day, but I graduated in 1987, then. class yes. of 87, I went to a portrait studio and had some very nice yeah. portraits taken. Nowadays, they go out into the beach, in the mountains, they yeah. do, do your own. real nice photos. Yeah. Yes, so that was for senior year. Yeah, when I, uh, I'm trying to think back my senior photo, of course, they didn't have colored photos back then. It was just black and (laughs) white. Black and white, was it? That was it. it. That's all they had, black and white film, so. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, they yes, had color pictures. I think they did, but uh, I can't remember. I don't. Th- I think we did do them at school. I don't recall having a special. A, a special. I may be wrong. Taken? Nah, I may be wrong about that. I think we did. Or no, you. They sent you like they had a studio that you went to. Like okay, the school. And then you took them. Yeah, and then you did it that way because it had to be special. It had to be special. Has yeah. to be special. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I can. So I have a senior yeah. this year, Christian, and I can already tell he's like, I'm not doing that because I'm going to make him cut his hair. Oh, uh, right. I'm not cut. I don't want. OK, he's not doing a senior photo at he all. He doesn't want to. He is. Yeah. No, no, he, <laughs> he, is. he is doing one. Yes. <laughs> Do they still have the school yearbook? I would assume. And they have a school yearbook, yeah, too. Of course. So he's, yeah. it's, it's got to go in there because I just got the email from the school saying they've got to be in by November. Yeah. So I've got to make it his appointment soon. But I like the school pictures the way they do them now for seniors. Right. Where they go out in different places. I've had daughters down at the waterfront. Uh, let's see. Uh, n- another daughter up at uh, WSU campus. Yeah. One. Then uh, the next one down, she did hers where? Uh, oh, down at the waterfront in Vancouver. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. See, there you go. So, lot, I, lot I don't nice know. Cool I think I'm going to convince my son to go to like a racetrack or something <laughs> like that. Get some nice cars behind him. I there think he'd go. like that. I thought you were talking about the horse racetrack. Oh, no. Yeah. Get no. him betting on the horses. Get him on the horse. It, no, that's no, right. no, no, no. Race, car, yeah, car racing. Car I racing. All right. Well, that's it. you are heading to Mount Angel today. You and Sarah. So yes. you're going to have a lot of fun. So. It is unofficially, unofficially. Mater Day Radio Day at the Oktoberfest. <laughs> That's right. So if you're going to Oktoberfest, look out because they're coming down. We'll today. be there they'll, with they'll the matching blue shirts. All right. What do you have coming up today? Well, this was big news. Archbishop of Seattle first asked for all the priests to submit their resignations today. He said they'd be shredded. Archbishop H. walks back his request to parish priests. All right. We'll hear about that and uh, tell you what happens, what is happening with inflation, you report out. So, what is happening? Uh, well, we'll tell you. All right. We got a great show ahead for you on this Thursday morning. Here is Chris Bray, beloved child of God. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Been running till now. Will you surrender? I'm calling you by my love. Will you answer? There's nothing that you can do that severs my love from you. So won't you come near to me? Just when you have given in, overtaken by your sin, you just need to know you are the love child of God. It's not too late, it has not fun You just need to know you are the love child of God hey! You felt the burden of shame, receive forgiveness I paid the price by my life, just believe it strength you can't overcome so won't you confide in me just when you have given in overtaken by a sin you just need to know you are the love child of God overwhelmed and overcome it's not too late it has not won you just need to know you are the 
That is Chris Bray and beloved child of God. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Miranda with you on The Morning Blend. So we're going to hear about a conference that's coming up, and uh, we've been talking about it a little bit, and it's at Our Lady of Levang Parish. There That's right. It's going like to be 2,000 people, maybe. Such an incredible yeah. event. Registration is open. If you have been hesitant after today's interview, you're going to be ready to sign up. All right. Stick around after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. Ascension Catholic Church is searching for its new coordinator for Office of Single and Married Young Adults. Are you a practicing Catholic with a passion to accompany and assist single and married young adults in their life in Christ? Join the dynamic team at Ascension Catholic Church in Southeast Portland. For a complete job description and to apply for the coordinator for Office of Single and Married Young Adults position, go now to ascensionpdx.org. That's ascensionpdx.org. Mater Dei Radio has broadcast the consecration of the Blessed Sacrament every day for more than 33 years. Your generosity has made this remarkable legacy of faith possible. Together, we can help even more souls find healing and renewal through Christ's precious gift of the Holy Eucharist. Join this vital mission and be changed as we celebrate the transformational power of the Eucharist during Mater Dei Radio's 2023 Fall share October 9th through 13th. Become a major part of this week of transformation by helping us build a robust matching fund. Your support now will have a deep impact on Mater Dei Radio's success in October by providing strong encouragement for our share listeners to match your giving. Learn more and make your matching gift now at materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And be changed during our 2023 Fall share at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus and the Holy Eucharist through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 713 at Mater Day Radio. Yeah, now don't don't get me wrong here. I, okay. lo- I love the sunshine. It's yes. beautiful, beautiful weather. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, uh, t- today 89, tomorrow 91. 
not so fall-like, is <laughs> so, it? It's still summertime, it, David. It, it is until next Saturday, in fact, the 23rd. So I'm just saying, that's I, I, my point is... My body clock is saying, eh, it should start maybe to be start to cool down a little, a little bit. I'm watering a lot still to keep the plants happy, and uh, which I'm happy to do. But okay. Yeah, well, if it saying. makes you feel better, David, I did notice on my big maple tree in my front yard the just the tinges yes. of it beginning yes. to change color. Well, we're getting we're slowly getting there, so it is going to be a nice day. Sunny, 89. Sunny, hot tomorrow, 91. Little cooler for Saturday, 85 and then 81 Sunday. Now, uh, early next week, it does start to cool off some. We're back into the 70s, aren't we? Cloudy days. Yeah, Tuesday, like 71. Okay, so there you you go. Bring a sweater. You're getting there. That's next week, though. That is next week. Right now, it is 56 degrees at Catholic Community Services of Clark County in Vancouver. And 59 degrees at Holy Cross Church in Portland. Well, the Archdiocese of Portland is gearing up for an incredible event that the whole community, the whole Archdiocese, even the whole state of Oregon is invited to join in. It is the Healing the Whole Person Conference. Now, we've been talking about this on the Morning Blend, and joining me today is Kevin Minetti. We're going to just talk about what that means, the Healing the Whole Person, and make sure you have all the information you need to sign up. Kevin is the executive director of Encounter School of Ministry that is opening up here in the Archdiocese of Portland in the fall. Kevin, you're joining me today. Good morning, Kevin. Thanks so much for joining us on the show again. Good morning. Glad to be here, Brenda. Kevin, I think that I maybe wasn't quite prepared as to how exciting and how rare an opportunity it is for us here in the Pacific Northwest to be able to have this conference. It is coming up later in the year to being hosted at Our Lady of LeBain Catholic Church. For our listeners, just give us a little bit of an overview about how you came to find and understand what this Healing the Whole Person conference is meant to do for each one of us. Yeah, well, I just, I, I, I love this conference. You know, my wife and I, we talk about it and we say, in our healing journey, this was the single most instrumental and powerful thing that helped us in our journey. So um, maybe fast forward, I think it was around four years ago, um, fast forward back in time, I mean, <laughs> um, we we were at uh, just such a serious point in our marriage, which was really a breaking point. Um and we were questioning the validity of our marriage, and, and we, were, we were finding just irreconcilable differences. And things were coming to the surface as we were becoming new parents that we didn't even know were there. And this led us to, to kind of just this, this tension where we were just like, is there anything worth pursuing in our marriage? Um, one day... <laughs> That led us to um, just just to really see like is is there any healing or is 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 this going to be the end? And I remember I was sitting on the couch. I looked up on my phone. I was just like, I wonder if there's some sort of healing thing we could go on. Um, and I I remember hearing from a friend um, that there's this conference called the Healing the Whole Person Day of Equipping Conference. And I looked up just is there anything close to us? And I saw that there was something happening two weeks away. This was uh, about two hours north in Tacoma, Washington. And it was just how that lined up, which is incredible, because they only do like three events a year throughout the U.S. And I reached out to my mom and I said, um, 
you know, would you be willing to come and watch the kids? And this was the first time I think I'd ever asked her to do something like that, um, to come and watch the kids for, for an overnight thing. And uh, she, she didn't even hesitate. She said, yes, I would be happy to do that for you guys. And it wasn't even like, well, I'll check with your dad and we'll, we'll get back to you. Um, so we went on there. And a couple things leading up to that, I, I mentioned we, we were pursuing um, just looking if there was any healing something that the Lord had brought up in our journey um, as we were not seeing eye to eye and trying to see if there were there were ways that we could see eye to eye or just what was at the root of this. We were actually going through some of the tools that the JP2 Healing Center has. So we were reading through Be Healed together, and we had gone through that and really like tilled the soil of what was going on in our marriage. And um, when it came down to it, some of the ways that I noticed my wife was responding to me were were just a little different than than what I'd hear from others in their common marriage struggles. And I just sat her down one day and I, I, I just said, like, honey, I, I say this with all respect, but I just feel like maybe there's something a little bit deeper than just our struggles going on in our marriage. That's how we entered this conference. Wow. We entered this conference just... Um, knowing there was a lot of brokenness and really just seeking the Lord, seeking His healing, seeking His answers. And so we came on this conference, um, and um, at first, it, you know, I, I thought maybe maybe my wife would be the one to go, because as I mentioned, I never, I never asked my mom to come watch the kids, but um, we just felt like we were both supposed to go. So I went on this conference really to support my wife through this journey, and uh when we're there, um, it just, it did so much. Um, you know, Sister Miriam, Dr. Bob, Bart, they do such a good job of just taking you gently, but strongly through your past, your brokenness, um, kind of the wounds, the hurts from your past, and, and really addressing them. I'm not going to say it's an easy process, but it really they have such a grace in their charisms of taking you to those places because you find that how you live the rest of your life is often locked in those um, often things from your childhood beliefs that you formed and that you just keep coming back to and keep strengthening that belief. And that could be leading to how I treat my mom, how I treat women for the rest of my life. So they, they kind of explain that journey one of the pieces um, that I that I like to stress so much, because when people he- hear the Healing the Whole Person conference, they often forget the other part, which is the day of equipping that BART leads, and that's on the Friday during the day. But the day of equipping is so important, because when you go through all the trauma and all the the healing, you know, and sometimes it's not it's not like big trauma, like like maybe as I explained with my wife, mm-hmm. maybe it's it's something very small. When you're healed, when Jesus goes and addresses those and replaces those lies that you were believing, replaces them with His truth, we don't just want to just do the healing journey. Like, like okay, I'm healed, um, and then I'm going to go live life until I'm hurt again, then I'm going to get healed again. No, we, we want to get healed so that we know Jesus better and that we can actually receive the truth about how we're supposed to walk out the rest of this life. So that's really what the day of equipping is for, is, is teaching you how to be disciples of Jesus and how to carry His healing power 
through your healing to then touch others. Um, at this conference that I came to to support my wife, I find that the Lord's working on my own heart. Uh, Bart, he was, he was giving this talk on the love of God the Father, and he's talking about when Jesus was baptized and the skies opened and there's this voice that comes that says, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And listening to this, that did something in me. And this has really just transformed our whole family, our whole um, community of, of the people that, you know, we've, we've been blessed to share with. Kevin, what a powerful experience. Thank you so much for sharing with us your story. Kevin is talking about the Healing the Whole Person Conference, and it is your opportunity to join in on this powerful experience. Kevin, I've enjoyed our conversation so much, but I am coming up against my break. Please stay with me through the break, and we are going to continue our conversation in the next half hour. And it is 7.23 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. I just happened to realize in looking at our website, our fall share is less than a month away now. Less than. Less than a month <gasps> away. Okay. So what's today? The uh, 14th. 14th, October 9th. It begins. It begins. October 9th through the 13th. That is the week of our fall share We hope you will tune in and support Mater Day Radio. We do appreciate that so much. Have a wonderful theme for this fall share Be Changed. It focuses on the Holy Eucharist. And so it's going to be a wonderful week. Wonderful guests that come in studio or by phone. Volunteers coming in to help us out answer phones. So we just so appreciate Fall share and your support. You go to our website right now. You can actually make a pledge to our matching fund, which is very important for us to reach our goals throughout share week. Again, October 9th through the 13th. All the information on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Francis Speaks from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows overcoming shame. And when people shame you by refusing you alms, you should give thanks to God for that. Because in recompense for shame, we receive great honor before the judgment seat of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you should know that shame is imputed not to the one who suffers it, but to the one who inflicts it. And alms are the inheritance of the justice due the poor, which our Lord Jesus Christ acquired for us. You who labor to acquire alms, then, have a great reward and also enrich those who give to you. For everything that people leave behind in the world will perish, but for the charity and almsgiving they've practiced, they will have the reward from the Lord. A reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Murray Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. Mater Day Radio is supported by our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. Operated by the Archdiocese of Portland, services include the recently completed Gethsemane Funeral Home, located on the grounds of Gethsemane Cemetery in Happy Valley. 
The new funeral home provides burial services to the Catholic community, regardless of cemetery choice. For more information, visit ccpdxor.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our leadership circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 726 at Mater Day Radio. Well, what's happening with inflation? We'll tell you coming up in the news. An Archbishop of Seattle first asked for all priests to submit their resignation today. He said they'll be shredded. I'll explain why coming up in news in three minutes. This is Katie Hurst with Answers. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. What about all the earthquakes, fires and hurricanes? Why does it keep on storming when you could stop the rain? I want the answers. What about all the sickness medicine can't solve? What about all the cancer you could heal it all? I want the answers.
That is Katie Hurst and Answers. 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Seattle's Archbishop withdrew on Tuesday his request that all pastors submit letters of resignation as part of a parish consolidation process across the archdiocese expected to reduce the number of parishes by more than half. The move drew praise from several Seattle pastors who expressed hope for more consultation in the consolidation process. Archbishop Paul H. said in a September 12th email message to pastors that while reassignments will eventually be made as parishes are consolidated, he said, quote, we will wait until such a time as we are prepared to make phone calls, asking priests to take new assignments to have the conversation about the need for each individual to consider the specific request. Achen's announcement came one week after it was reported that all archdiocesan pastors in Seattle had been asked by email to sign form letters of resignation, which would take effect in June of 2024, when priests are expected to take up new assignments as parishes in the archdiocese are grouped into parish families. Some pastors said that they were concerned that reassigning from their parishes nearly a year before being reassigned would undermine the intended canonical stability of a pastor's ministry and a pastor's right to due process before being removed or transferred. Archbishop Aitchen added, in the light of the recent attention this received on social media and more importantly of my own staff fumbling the official mailing not once but twice, I am officially taking the request off the table at this time. If you have already signed the resignation letter and returned it, thank you. However, given that I am withdrawing this request, we will shred any letters that are returned. All right. Well, inflation jumped last month largely because of a spike in gas prices, but other costs rose more slowly, suggesting price pressures are easing at a gradual pace. In a set of conflicting data released Wednesday, the Labor Department said the consumer price index rose 3.7% in August from a year ago, up from 3.2% in July. Yet excluding the volatile food and energy categories, so-called core prices rose 4.3%. That's the smallest increase in nearly two years. That is still far from the Federal Reserve's 2% target. The big rise in gas prices accounted for more than half of the monthly inflation increase. Despite the seemingly divergent figures, the decline in the core measure points to inflation coming under control, but at a much more gradual pace than earlier this year. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler announced Wednesday afternoon that he will not run for re-election next year, opting to end his time in the office after two terms. His current term runs through the end of 2024. Wheeler said he will need to focus his efforts for the next 15 months on Portland's existing economic economics, homelessness, and public safety challenges, as well as implementing the voter-approved overhaul of the city's government, which will switch Portland from the current commission system to a city manager model with an expanded city council starting in 2025. Next year's election will select the first mayor and city councilors to serve under this new model. Two candidates have officially filed to run for mayor in 2024 so far. Current 
Tarrant City Commissioner Mingus Maps and Darrell Kinsey Bay, who works for a youth leadership nonprofit organization. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see now that he's officially said he's not running, how many more candidates' names start to pop up. Throw their card in, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it has been quite the adventure for a cruise ship carrying over 200 passengers. The ship named Ocean Explorer ran aground on Monday in a remote stretch of northeast Greenland and could have potentially been stuck for days waiting for the nearest ship to arrive to help. The operator of Ocean Explorer, Aurora Expedition, said yesterday that all passengers on board were safe and well, although several passengers had to be quarantined after being diagnosed with COVID-19. No. Yes. You go to your oh. room. You you, you, and you go to your room and stay I there. I hope they did not have yes. an interior it, room. Oh, man. So news this morning, thankfully, is that the ship has been freed from its grounding thanks to another vessel that helped refloat the ship. While the ship was awaiting help, one passenger joked, the main fear on board was running out of alcohol. Oh, that's a <laughs> don't run out of that. I love that food. Yeah, uh, plumbing. Make sure we have enough water. Yes. No alcohol. Please. That's our biggest fear. Please ration the okay. alcohol. We got to be careful please, there. Please realign your priorities. Uh, the ship was purpose built for expedition travel to the world's most remote destinations, according <laughs> to the official website. And uh, so it was up in Greenland somewhere. So thankfully, no one was hurt, you know. Or, yes. Yeah. Other than those yeah. people who yeah. have COVID. Other than the folks who have COVID. And it was uh, freed this morning. So good news there. David, you'll be excited for this. The iPhone 15 wow. is hitting store shelves next week, but not all Apple lovers are ready to turn in their old phones just yet. Many want to know if the latest generation of iPhones are worth the splurge. At first glance, the iPhone 15 appears to share many of the same features as its less expensive predecessors. However, the latest generation of the device includes a few new functions that could make a big difference in users' lives. The iPhone 15 will now come with a Type-C charging port. That's the same charging port built into the Samsung Galaxy and other Android phones. The change comes after the European Union passed a law requiring all mobile phones and other devices sold in Europe to come equipped with the USB Type-C charging port by the end of 2024. Also, using a new roadside assistant feature, the iPhone 15, user can contact AAA in the event of a roadside emergency. Even if they're off the grid and don't have access to cellular network or Wi-Fi, it's got a satellite connection for that. The iPhone 15 offers the most powerful Zoom capabilities on any smartphone. And if you've ever meant to take a portrait-style photo, snapped a picture of your subject, and then later realized your camera was toggled to the wrong setting, you're in luck. The iPhone 15 senses when a person or pet comes into your camera's view and you automatically captures a photo depth information, allowing you to turn your photos into portrait style pictures long after your subject leaves the frame now the iphone 15 pro max with 256 gigabytes of memory all right gonna set you back 1200 dollars. okay 
get some insurance on that one. <laughs> I guess I guess so. So I'm curious about the charging deal. Yes. What, what does that mean? Okay, so if you, you have an iPhone, right? And I do. if you look at the charging port, there's that very specific, it looks like a two-sided plug-in that you charge your phone with, right? It's the iPhone charger plug-in. Yeah, one, right? one little thing slips into the phone and then you have the little cord and then, yes. the, then the charging block. Exactly. Like a little square block. So for the new iPhone 15, the charging wire that you use won't work on it. The what you have to all of the phones, if you have a Samsung, an Android, and now the iPhone, they're all going to use the same C style plug, which is kind of a a, a perfect um, kind of oval shape. It's kind of you know flat and rounded on the sides. Yeah, the same one for all of them. So I don't have to worry about my iPhone charger going missing because one of my kids took it, and all I could find is a C charger. All of the devices will run on a C charging system. Okay. Does that make sense to no, you? No. You won't have to worry about it, David, because I know you keep your phones for ages that's, and ages. That's right. So My flip phone is still a great you're shape. You're not going to have that's to worry right. about this for many, many years. <laughs> okay. That's good. Uh, in sports, University of Portland women's soccer team is on the road today facing Brown. Pilots go into the contest with a record of 4-1-1. One, one. Second season in a row, they've started with at least four wins through their first six contests. On Sunday, Portland will play at Stonehill College. Pilots men's soccer team back home tomorrow night hosting 17th-ranked Denver, 7 p.m. on the bluff. Portland will hope to rebound from its only loss of the season this past weekend. On the road, Portland fell to 16th-ranked West Virginia. Mountaineers scored in the final five seconds of the match to win one to nothing. That's tough when you lose it just in the last, just in the end, last like couple that. seconds. Okay. Well, today is the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross, and it may appear at first glance to be a strange celebration on September 14th. It is entirely removed from the season of Lent, which you would think about as the Mm -hmm. proper setting for this type of a feast day. So why is that? Well, this feast dates back to at least the 7th century, though it was likely celebrated even before that. Originally, it was a day to celebrate two different historical events that linked to the true cross of Jesus Christ. According to various legends, first of all, in the 4th century, St. Helena was inspired by God to travel to the Holy Land in search of the true cross of Jesus Christ. After much effort, Helena discovered the cross due to its miraculous nature. It is believed that Constantine built the Basilica of the Holy Sepulcher after this finding of the true cross and the church was consecrated on September 14th in the year 335. Then around 600, 115, a Persian king captured Jerusalem and carried off the relic of the true cross of Jesus Christ that had been discovered by St. Helena. It stayed with the Persians for roughly 14 years until the Byzantine emperor came and defeated their armies. He found the relic of Jesus cross still preserved and returned it to Jerusalem. Eventually, a separate feast was established to commemorate the finding of the true cross, And September 14th was preserved to celebrate the recovery of the cross from the Persians. Mm. So same day. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
September, uh, well, actually already now September 14th, all the way through October to the 31st. It is the Winter Warmth Drive. Catholic Community Services of Lane County is having a Winter Warmth Drive to provide its neighbors in need with hats, scarves, jackets, gloves, blankets, and socks free of charge ahead of this winter season. All through September and October, Lane County residents can bring their donation of winter clothing to drop-off barrels in Eugene, Springfield, and Vanita. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar. You'll find it under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And we'll have more for you on Healing the Whole Person Conference right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Archbishop Alexander Sample as he prays the Hail Holy Queen. Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To Thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To Thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, O most gracious Advocate, Thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of Thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon all of you, your families, your loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. It's the 58th annual Oktoberfest in Mount Angel, running Thursday, September 14th through Sunday, September 17th. Check out the Alpine food booths, music ranging from Alphorns to Alpine Rock, free street dances, nonstop Bavarian entertainment, free family fun in the kindergarten, local crafters, a cruise-in car show, sports, wiener dog races, and lots more. Come join the celebration at the Mount Angel Oktoberfest. Info online at oktoberfest.org. Matrade Radio congratulates the Grotto on 100 years of peace, prayer, and natural beauty. Experience the centennial celebration for the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto. This historic year kicks off with an outdoor mass in the plaza at noon on Sunday, September 17th with Servite Prior Provincial Eugene Smith as celebrant. Exceptional events will fill the centennial, including uplifting concerts, insightful presentations, liturgical remembrances, new exhibits, and the largest Christmas festival of lights ever. Keep up with everything happening throughout this incredible year on the community calendar at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app, or visit thegrotto.org. It's been 100 years in the making. Celebrate a century of peace, prayer, and natural beauty at the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto, with Materday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
745 in Mater Day Radio. Going to be sunny and warm today. High of 89 degrees. Clear overnight tonight. Low of 59. Even warmer tomorrow. Looks like tomorrow going to be the warmest day. Friday, 91 degrees. Saturday, dropping back down to 85, 81 on Sunday. Yet more sunshine on the way. All right. Currently, a very mild 53 degrees at St. Michael's Catholic Church out in Sandy. And 52 degrees at St. Thomas More Newman Center in Eugene. And I am back with Kevin Minetti. Kevin is joining us today for the Healing the Whole Person Conference. It's coming up later this year. It it will surely draw thousands of people to this event. Kevin Minetti is joining me today, sharing his experience. Kevin, in our first half hour, you shared some of your own testimony about how that began. Kevin, since that time, how has that healing continued in your own life? I think that's really what this conference is set up to do is it's not supposed to fix everything. <laughs> you yeah. know, Sister Miriam has, has a great line. She says, uh, you are not a problem to be fixed. You are a person to be loved. And wow. when, when I mm-hmm. heard that, I was kind of like stabbed in the heart uh, for a moment because I think I had used that same terminology for my wife in, in almost just a very blunt way of like, okay, we're going to this conference. We'll get you fixed. <laughs> and there was like, Oh, oh, I totally got that wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, It's it's just such a, such a beautiful, beautiful thing to just really receive. You know, Jesus, Jesus wants everything. He doesn't want us to have any substitutes. And and until he gets to the bottom of of things, um, he's not content. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, that's what this, this conference, I believe, really sets you up to do is to go to the roots of things so that you can be healed from your identity on out. Wow, that is a lot. And I'm so encouraged to hear all of these stories. If you are just tuning in, Kevin Minetti is joining us this morning. We're talking about the healing the whole person. Registration is open. It is an event for every single person listening today. Kevin, you were talking about these relationships. And I think many people, though, who are living through life and maybe they're listening now thinking, there's nothing wrong with me like that. I mean, <laughs> my life has its difficulties but I feel fine. The healing the whole person, though, in what other areas, maybe areas that people don't even realize they're being affected by, are areas that this healing conference can kind of help a person understand more so that way, well, a a marginal life can be just opened up to, to greater things. What are some of the areas that people maybe don't even realize they're living with, but those are areas that need healing? Sure. Yeah. Well, Dr. Bob, he's developed, I think this is building off the work of uh, Ed Smith, Dr. Ed Smith. Um, he talks about, we, we all, in the Catholic tradition, we know the seven deadly sins. Well, he discussed something that's also the seven deadly wounds. So things that we all carry, and like one of them is, is rejection. You know, maybe, um, maybe rejections come in a big way. Maybe that's through a... Um, an ended relationship or divorce. Um, maybe that could just be someone looking at you the wrong way and just kind of what those wounds do. Another is fear. If we feel like we're held back from doing certain things or we just feel this unnatural resistance um, to doing what is, what is normal, um, maybe that's even just calling the car shop to make an appointment. Maybe there's this fear of being manipulated, you know. Um, sometimes people feel something like that or um, another one of the, the wounds that he discusses is, is abandonment. 
you know, maybe maybe you <laughs> played hide and seek as a child and 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 um you know, you hid really well and people gave up <laughs> and and never came and found you and and that could leave kind of this this little wound of trauma. Like there's everyone has something in need of in need of healing and um every day we're 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 bumping up against people that are broken. So we get hurt in many ways and it's and it's what we do with those hurts that defines how we move forward. So if you take those in, a lot of times we have this um what is the saying? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's it. It's kind yeah. of like yeah, yeah. Like like uh no pain, no gain. Okay, so I need the pain and it's gonna make me who I am. But really, if you take all that in that 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 can really make you a, a very wounded person. But if instead you know how to respond to it and say, okay, you know, um, this person's reacting to me because because they're broken. You know, they're they're seeking out um, just how to validate themselves, so they're taking it out on me. And and if you're able to have that mercy towards that person and instead take it to Jesus, then you're able to have compassion on them, and you're able to have compassion on yourself. But a lot of times, I feel like we take those things onto ourselves, and we end up getting more wounded in the process. Oh, um, sure. So he, he just goes through so many um, different things. And, you know, one of the, when he goes through, he, he, he does the seven deadly wounds, but he also goes through the seven deadly sins. And for me, the one that I didn't know I struggled with in my family for the seven deadly sins was greed. Because, you know, I never had much, <laughs> especially as a new family. I'm just kind of like, well, I don't have much money, so I'm, I'm not very greedy. But the way that Dr. Bob describes it, he says, like, greed is, um, is uh, like an attachment to not just, not just money, but attachment to security. Like how you build things around you to keep you, keep you secure and, like, how you have all these structures and these plans and these agendas, like it's that unnatural attachment to security. And, and I could see that all throughout my family line. I could see that through my life of just, we would buy things in excess just to not um, be reliant on anybody or, or to never be in a moment of, uh, of desperation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we need that vulnerability like we need that that moment where we can reach out to somebody and say, "Hey, I need help because God's made us relational," you know. So that was that was one that like struck me as like I didn't even realize like greed was like you know I maybe maybe if I was a millionaire I could be greedy, but no, it's it, you know the poorest person can be greedy in how they relate to their things. That is just some of the ways that you will find to heal the whole person at the upcoming conference. So. It is set for November 30th to December 2nd. I think, Kevin, we've been talking about it. There could be upwards of 2,000 people in attendance to this conference, yeah. not to mention the satellite events that will also be happening where they will be live streaming the event also. Kevin, it's been amazing conversation, and I just really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Brenda. And again, that is Kevin Manetti. Now you can find more information about the Healing the Whole Person on the Archdiocese webpage. And I will also be sure to add information where you can get right to that link. You'll find that link on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app.
And it is 7.54 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, one of the ways you can stay connected to Mater Day Radio, no matter where you are at, is through the free Hail Mary media app. You can access our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune into live broadcasts of Mater Day Radio, podcasts, the whole thing, so much more. All the information on the free Hail Mary media app on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Catholic Community Services of Lane County is selling tickets to its annual Great Hour of Caring fundraising event this fall. At 8 a.m. on September 21st, Hundreds of CCS supporters will gather for a delicious, hour-long breakfast at Venue 252. Hard-working leaders and inspiring clients will update guests on the essential charitable services CCS provided this past year, celebrate its seven decades serving the Lane County community, and share exciting news about the organization's future. The Great Hour of Caring is CCS's largest fundraiser of the year, and seating will be limited. Buy your ticket online today to become a part of the caring. Visit ccslc.org slash ghc2023 to reserve your seat and support a crucial nonprofit in the Eugene Springfield area. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Learn more by calling 541-345-3628. That's 541-345-3628. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Holy Family Supply, Salem's Catholic Bookstore. Located at 421 Court Street Northeast in downtown Salem, Holy Family Supply has a wide variety of Catholic gifts for all occasions, including Bibles, rosaries, statues, and holy cards. Holy Family Supply current hours and days of operation are available by phone at 503-588-1071. With the autumn season comes football and tailgating, and there's no better way to score a touchdown than by passing that old vehicle of yours to Mater Day Radio. We're happy to accept your donation of a car, truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. Not only that, you are joining a winning team that's supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. So score some points by checking out our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 757 at Mater Day Radio, and you could see gas prices continuing to rise. We'll show you why in the news. And voting is now open to choose the next inductee into the Toy Hall of Fame. Mm. I'll tell you who is on the list coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Born in Dauphine, France, Peter desired nothing more than to be a Cistercian monk. He entered early in his life to the monastery and even convinced most of his family to also join religious life. 
He was selected to be the abbot of a new Cistercian house in Taimé of the Tarentiais Hills. Once there, he befriended a powerful count and constructed a hospital for the infirmed. His days were filled with peace and fruitful joy as he was able to humbly serve and converse with those who found themselves at the hospital. He desired for nothing more in his life, but tell God that you're happy where you're at and he'll one-up you every time. The Diocese of Tarentais was beginning to fall apart, all due to the careless bishop. He was so lax and incompetent that he was removed from his position. Peter was nominated as the perfect leader of the diocese. He was reluctant to accept, but desired to serve the church even if it went against his own personal desires. Immediately, he got to work. Careless clergy were replaced with canons, holy priests were assigned to parishes, and regularly he visited those around his entire diocese. But wait, there's more. He made education for young feasible, arranged foundations for the poor, and reinstated proper liturgical practices that had been lost to many around the diocese. The life of a bishop was beginning to take a toll on him. After 13 years, Bishop Peter secretly fled and hid in a monastery in Switzerland. He was able to enjoy the life he was so desperately desiring to return to for about a year before he was forced to return to his new superiors. His homecoming was one of great celebration. Bishop Peter picked back up with founding new ministries, including refuge for travelers in the Alpines and the custom of pan de mai, or maybread, free soup and bread meals for those who are in the mountainous regions. Bishop Peter also began speaking out in favor of the true Bishop of Rome, Pope Alexander III. He even went as far as to hold an audience with the emperor who was more in favor of the anti-Pope Victor. Bishop Peter spoke with such sanctity and courage that the emperor allowed him to speak freely without any consequences. He received such an honorable reputation for his delivery of truth that Pope Alexander requested Bishop Peter intercede for the warring kings, King Louis VII of France and King Henry II of England. Despite his old age, Bishop Peter agreed and even made frequent slops along the way to preach to the cities and villages. Although he wasn't able to reconcile the kings, he was able to finally return to his abbey in Tarentes, where he passed in the year 1175 and was canonized shortly after by Pope Celestine III in 1191. St. Peter desired a simple life, but he humbly listened to where God was calling him. He was able to touch so many lives at the abbot of Tarentes and went on to impact the lives of countless more as bishop. Where's God calling us? Are we willing to give up the life we think we want for the greater gifts and blessings God can give us? St. Peter of Tarentes, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints and to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. <laughs> During his September 13th general audience, Pope Francis presented the life of Blessed Jose Giorgio Hernandez as an example of the gospel in action and service to the greater good. The general audience was the latest installment of the Pope's ongoing series on apostolic zeal, which is an opportunity for the faithful to meet passionate witnesses to the proclamation of the gospel. Individuals, who embodied the will and also the inner passion to carry the gospel forward, according to the Pope. Wednesday's catechism focused on the Venezuelan Hernandez as the people's doctor and was the 20th installment in this series, which opened on January 11th with the life of the Apostle Matthew. The Holy Father said this apostolic zeal derived from a certainty and a strength. The certainty was the grace of God. 
Hernandez died in 1919 at the age of 54 after being struck by a car on his way to deliver medicine to a sick patient. He died while carrying out of work of mercy, Pope Francis noted. And following his death, Hernandez went on to gain a massive following in Venezuela and throughout Latin America. Well, global oil prices climbed above $92 a barrel this week for the first time in nearly 10 months as the energy market braces for supply disruptions caused by the catastrophic flooding in Libya. Analysts believe the latest bump in oil prices will continue to push up prices at the pump for consumers and add to inflation across the U.S. economy. The Libya flooding comes just a week after Russia and Saudi Arabia sent oil prices climbing by announcing plans to extend their aggressive supply cuts. Gasoline prices, which lag oil prices, have edged higher this week as a result of the announcement. The national average for regular gasoline hit $3.84 a gallon on Tuesday. That's up from $3.81 a week ago, according to AAA. Gas prices are now 12 cents higher than at the same point last year. The United States Agency for International Development on Tuesday announced the establishment of new religious engagement policy. The agent said is meant to incorporate more religious groups and institutions into its global aid and development missions. USAID is an independent department in the federal government and ministers foreign aid and development assistance to civilian authorities worldwide. Its $50 billion budget funds humanitarian efforts in disaster response, socioeconomic development, and other areas. The agency said in a press release on Tuesday that it was debuting its first ever religious engagement policy, which it says underscored the important role of religious communities and faith-based organizations as strategic development partners. The state of Oregon and New York City's pension funds sued Fox Corporation this week, alleging the company harmed investors by allowing Fox News to broadcast falsehoods about the 2020 election that exposed the network to defamation lawsuits. The lawsuits filed in Delaware accuses the company of inviting defamation claims by amplifying conspiracy theories about the election, including a lawsuit Fox News agreed to settle for nearly $800 million with the voting machine company Dominion Voting Systems. In a statement, Oregon Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum said that Fox breached its fiduciary duties by disregarding legal risks. New York City's pension funds are long-term shareholders of Fox Corporation, with shares valued at $28 million. Oregon holds shares in the company worth approximately $5 million. Twelve finalists for induction to the National Toy Hall of Fame have been announced. The Strong National Museum of Play said Wednesday. Seven of the 12 finalists this year are first-time finalists. Mm. The finalists include, okay, here's your voting list. All right. Baseball cards. Okay. Battleship. Yeah. Bingo. Bingo. Bop it. Bop it. Cabbage Patch Kids. Uh Uh, The Choose Your Own Adventure Game Books. Connect Four, hmm. The Ken Doll, Little Tyke's Cozy Coop, Nerf Slime, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> you have all of those still, don't yes, you? Yes, I do. The Toy <laughs> Hall of Fame. You mean you mean Ken's not in yet? 
Ken's not in That's yet. That's disappointing I'm to hear. I'm sure several Barbie installments sure. are in there. Yeah. How sad is that? Yeah. Now, the public will be able to vote for a player's choice ballot on uh, through September 20th. The three toys that receive the most public votes will be submitted and will join the other top three submissions by members of the National Selection Advisory Committee. I want to get on that committee. I'm going to do a write-in campaign for the Slinky. Oh, David, 80 toys are already in there. I'm sure the Slinky is. Slinky may be in there already. Yeah. All right. The yeah. final inductee is going to be announced on Thursday, November 9th. Now, to date, 80 toys have been inducted into the National Toy Hall of Fame. Some of them include Light Bright. Yeah. I love that one. Remember that? The board games Risk and Candyland. Yeah. Scrabble. Yeah. The Teddy Bear. A Big Wheel. And in 2005, the cardboard box made the list. <laughs> Just a cardboard box. Just a cardboard box. That's a fun toy to that, get. That is. Could you imagine unwrapping that at Christmas? Here you go, son. And it's just an empty box. Uh, box. Here's your toy. What I've always wanted. <laughs> Kids only want to play with the box if something has come in it, and then they can get in yeah. after the stuff is out of it. Well, you make a fort with a box. You exactly. Know, you can have a fort. That's the thing. Oh, I remember there were a few golden times in my life where a new refrigerator showed up, Ooh. and it was in a cardboard box. It's a big box. I tell you what, that yeah. was Oh, hours of happiness. Well, you know, given the popularity of the Barbie movie this year, you would think that Ken's a shoe-in. You would think. Yeah, but again, I'm not voting. I don't know, I don't know who the voters are. Those Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtles, they're a pretty tough group to yeah, top. That's true. In sports, nice honor for a former University of Oregon women's basketball star, Satu Sabali, who plays for the Dallas Wings, has been named as the WNBA's Most Improved Player of the Year by the Associated Press. Sabali was also selected to the AP's All-WNBA Second Team. Sabali, in her fourth season, averaged over 18 points, eight rebounds, and nearly four and a half assists in 38 games, all career highs. She also shot over 43% from the field and 36% from beyond the arc, also career highs. Sabali finished ninth in the league in scoring and tied for 11th in rebounding, leading to her second appearance as an all-star and first as a starter. Some good numbers for sure. One might mistakenly think that the exaltation of the cross is the exaltation of suffering. But the truth is otherwise. What we as Christians celebrate with solemnity today is not just any cross, but the true cross of Christ. And when we say the cross of Christ, we aren't referring to the mere wood or nails, but the way he took it upon himself. Accepting the cross then is not looking for suffering, but living all that life has in store for us good and bad, and asking ourselves whether we are accepting it out of love and seeing it as a gift. In this sense, whether we're a father who wakes up early in the morning and goes to work or a mother who juggles to make ends meet or a sick person who has to go through painful treatment, all of us who experience any circumstance in life have to ask ourselves if we are willing or if we are living those things passively or if we're welcoming them actively as a way to love and to give life. Jesus came not only to give us an example, but to remind us that we're not alone in this particular way of approaching life. That's why looking at him on the cross shouldn't arouse guilt, but a sense of gratitude. 
we look at him and say, you decided to be with me at my side, there where everyone else is running away. You offered your life so that I would never be alone. You died so that I might welcome death knowing that you conquered it. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Today at 12 o'clock is Theology of the Body Parent School Lunch and Learn. It's happening at Pacific Parkway Center in Tigard. Theology of the Body Parent School offers a monthly Lunch and Learn event to answer questions of parents, parish staff, and anyone else interested. The TOB Parent School educates and empowers Catholic parents on the purpose and gift of purposehood. And there is uh, more details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, matadayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, today, Exaltation of the Cross. Tomorrow, Our Lady of Sorrows. That's what we're going to talk to our good friend Miriam Marston about right after the forecast. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Brother Louis-Marie de Montfort. Please join me in the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your sacred heart, the salvation of souls, and in reparation for sins committed against the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate hearts of Mary. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. One of the great hallmarks of the Catholic community in the Pacific Northwest is how we pull together in the face of adversity. Unite with Mater Dei Radio, the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, and Archbishop Alexander K. Sample in support of the parishioners of St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem as they recover from the devastating fire that destroyed their sanctuary. My heart really is just filled with emotion. I'm deeply saddened by what has happened to your house. Stand with Archbishop Sample and Mater Dei Radio. Show your solidarity with a gift to the St. Joseph Salem Fire Relief Fund through the Archdiocese of Portland at archdpdx.org. That's archdpdx.org to support St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem 
with Mater Day Radio, here for our community as we lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. Sunny skies and warm temperatures on deck for today. Mild start to the day, but by this afternoon, temperature is going to top out at 89 degrees. (laughs) That's a pretty warm day. East winds might get a little breezy as we move through the day also. Overnight, we're going to cool down to about 60 degrees. Then Friday, we warm up even a little bit more into the low 90s, 80s as we move through the weekend. It looks like 70s uh, as we start next week. So one more hot weekend. I wonder if this could be the last. Could be. Currently 49 degrees at Regis St. Mary Schools in Staten. And it is 52 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Battleground. Well, she is the host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening at 7.30 right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on the Hail Mary Media app. She is also the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard. We welcome back to the show Miriam Marston. Good morning, Miriam. Good morning, David. It's great to be on with you all. Well, great to talk with you again. And, uh, you know, we're just about a week and a half away from the arrival of fall. Are you an autumn person? I actually love autumn now that I'm not allergic to it because I was as a, as a child. Oh. It was a little bit tougher, but once I got sort of past those allergies with the leaves and everything, I grew to really love this season. Yeah, me too. I, I really do. I was joking with Brenda earlier today, This all this hot sunshine, you know, come on, it's almost <laughs> fall. So, But no, it's going to be a warm weekend. So we enjoy the sun certainly while it lasts. So as the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church, what are you working on this time of year? Yeah, it's, it's full steam ahead, as you can probably imagine, this time of year in a parish. So we've got our right of acceptance for those who have been going through inquiry and going to become part of the order of the catechumenate. So they're preparing for baptism and coming into full communion in the Catholic Church. So that right's happening on Saturday and then shortly, or Sunday, sorry, and then after that, uh, we'll kick off our first communion classes for uh, our families. So yeah, I'm excited about the next few weeks. It's busy, but the best kind of busy. Yeah, that's wonderful. And so do you have like certain times you get together with the folks and you talk about the process? Yeah, yep. Um, so for instance, for our soon-to-be catechumens, we had a whole session last week just walking through uh, the right of acceptance itself, mm-hmm. and then really what the roadmap of the year will look like. Um, so there's not too many surprises along the way. Right. No, that's great to hear. Just kind of curious about that. So tomorrow is the feast day of Our Lady of Sorrows. So yeah. I, I I don't know how familiar you are with the feast day, but I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, and uh, it's always great to revisit these feast days, so I love these invitations to talk about it, because it gets me to to dig into the research a little bit more, so I, I really appreciate that, um, precisely, so we don't take these moments for granted right. in our Church. Uh, so the, the devotion to Our Lady of Sorrows uh, really began to grow in popularity in the 12th century, and then in the late 15th century, there was the title of Our Lady of Compassion, mm. which was included in the Roman Missal, and it was under that title that the Feast of Our Lady's Sorrows was celebrated. So that word compassion means to suffer with. And so we really see in that title uh, the incredible love that the Blessed Mother showed as she suffered with, with her son. So in 1668, there was a separate feast of the Seven Sorrows of Mary, 
And that was celebrated on the third Sunday in September. And that was actually granted to the Servites. Uh, we know them well. Uh, mm-hmm. They're at the Grotto. Yeah. Um, and then Pope Innocent uh, XII uh, renamed it, then the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows. Uh, Pope Pius uh, VII introduced it into the general uh, Roman calendar in 1814. And then in 1913, Pope Pius X moved this feast to September 15th, which is uh, what we have now. And that's the day after the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross. Um, so it's really fitting, David, that we, you know, after we've spent time prayerfully reflecting on the significance uh, of the cross and all that Jesus accomplished on and through the cross, we then spend the day after with the Lord's Mother, with Mary, yeah. who, who, you know, she pondered so many things in her heart, but imagine how she was pondering that grief, the anguish, uh, that she witnessed and experienced um, at the foot of the cross. Uh, but her sorrow is also not, it's not limited just to the passion and death of her son. We have those seven sorrows of Mary, uh, which focus on events in Mary's life. And, and uh, tomorrow, the 15th, is a good day to reflect on that. So the, the prophecy of Simeon, the flight into Egypt, uh, losing the child Jesus in the temple, uh, Mary meeting Jesus on the way of the cross, the crucifixion, when Jesus is taken down from the cross, and then the burial of Jesus by Joseph of Arimathea. So those are the the seven sorrows of Mary as well. Yeah, it's really, when you when you look into the history, as you explained it too, and you think about all of the different days in our church calendar that involve Mary, and in what, obviously, such an important person she is to our faith, and to just the world and how much she's a part of that, be it with shrines. You're talking about the grotto, uh, yeah. a wonderful place to go tomorrow, certainly, uh, when you think of that, about Our Lady of Sorrows. There's actually a parish here in the Portland area, yeah. Our Lady of Sorrows Parish, out uh, in southeast Portland, uh, kind of in the Woodstock area of, of Portland that you, that you can attend. And then the artwork, too, that surrounds uh, the Blessed Virgin. And in regards to Our Lady of Sorrows, as I was looking into it, there is uh, sometimes a depiction of Mary with her heart exposed with seven swords piercing it. Are you familiar with that? I am, yeah. And those, uh, you know, we hear that reference to the sword in the, in the prophecy of Simeon, mm-hmm. where it says the the sword shall pierce your heart also. And you know, Mary had such this with her immaculate heart. She had such a capacity for love, and that love can lead to a vulnerability. So seeing the ex, like that exposed heart and just how it's it's pierced, it's um, it's very moving. Um, you know, I I also want to just do a shout out to the Franciscan Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows at Our Lady of Peace Retreat House as well. So for those who maybe want to say a prayer for them or or send a note to those sisters. Um, But you're you're right about the the presence of Mary in all these different moments during the the liturgical year. Um, And for those who especially are going through uh, just a maybe a a deep darkness or valley in their lives, to remember that Our Lady is there with us Mm. um, and... uh, you know, we can we can imagine her at the foot of the cross, and and she is keeping her her heart and her and her eyes just fixed on her son. And if we can follow that example and really unite our own suffering to the suffering of Christ on the cross, it becomes part 
like we can we can offer up our suffering and our sorrow um, for and and get that united to the sacrifice, which then opened the door to salvation. It, David, it's really one of the great privileges, but also great mysteries of the Christian life. This possibility of redemptive suffering and mm-hmm. sorrow in our own life. So I think that's something um, we can contemplate on the excuse me on the feast day of Our Lady of Sorrows. Absolutely. She is the host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening at 7.30 here on Mater Day Radio, anytime on the Hail Mary Media app. Also the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard, Miriam Marston. Miriam, thank you so much for the beautiful thoughts on the feast day of Our Lady of Sorrows. It's, it's great to speak with you all. God bless you. God bless you as well. It is 8.22 here at Mater Day Radio. Of course, you and Miriam just talking about the grotto, and yeah. many things are happening there. They are heading into a year-long celebration, right. their centennial. It is kicking off uh, with a opening mass. It's coming up on Sunday, and so hopefully I'm going to try to get a chance to talk with Chris Blanchard and tell us some of the details and things that they have coming up. But if you go to their webpage, they've got a full year of event that you can find all kinds of things that are going on. Sunday's Mass, it looks like it's going to be a beautiful day outside in their beautiful grotto area. Nice. If you've never been to Mass there, especially when they celebrate it outdoors like that, surrounded by the beauty of the grotto, it's incredible experience. So I encourage our listeners to look that up. You will also be able to find all of the events going on for the Grotto Centennial on our webpage. You'll find it linked to our community calendar under the Get Involved menu. Again, you're going to find that at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Dina Marie of Faith Moments inviting you to join us at the 17th Annual Rosary Bowl Northwest, a Marian and Eucharistic celebration. To the shepherd children in Fatima in 1917, Our Lady stressed the importance of praying the rosary, asking the children to pray the rosary every day for peace. And that's what we'll do together as a family of faith on Saturday, October 7th, the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary at the East Salem Community Center. Doors open at 9 a.m. where you can visit our community resource tables and Eucharistic miracles and rosary exhibit. Holy Mass and rosary begin at 10 a.m. with Bishop Peter Smith. The day includes the Knights of Columbus exemplification ceremony and keynote speaker, Dominican priest, Father Brian Milady. It's free, it's fun, and it's for the entire family. For details, visit rosarybowlnw.org. That's rosarybowlnw.org. See you there. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. 
This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And it is 826 at Mater Day Radio. Rising gas prices, fueling inflation. Mm. See what I did there? I, I see what you did. It's fueling my, my little bit of angst, too, when I have to fill up my car. Yes. And Archbishop of Seattle first asked for all priests to submit their resignations today. He said they're going to be shredded. Archbishop H. and walks back his request to parish priests. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news in just about four minutes. Here is Dave Moore and Arise. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
That is Dave Moore and Arise. It is 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Seattle's Archbishop re- with Drew on Tuesday, his request that all pastors submit letters of a resignation as part of a parish consolidation process across the archdiocese expected to reduce the number of parishes by more than half. The move drew praise from several Seattle pastors who expressed hope for more consultation in the consolidation process. Archbishop Paul Aitchin said in a September 12th email message to pastors that while reassignments will eventually be made as parishes are consolidated, he said, quote, we will wait until such a time as we are prepared to make phone calls asking priests to take new assignments to have the conversation about the need for each individual to consider the specific request. Aitchin's announcement came one week after it was reported that all archdiocesan pastors in Seattle had been asked to email and sign form letters of uh, resignation, which would take effect in June of 2024. The Archbishop added that in the light of the recent attention this received on social media and more importantly of my own staff fumbling of the official mailing not once but twice, I am officially taking the request off the table at this time. If you have already signed the resignation letter and returned it, thank you. However, given that I am withdrawing this request, we will shred any letters that are returned. Hmm. I wonder what the process will be now, if he's just you know, going to have to wait for a while. or I think so. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he quite expected it to turn out like this. There's some canonical responsibilities and requirements in moving a priest. So mm-hmm. I think that they're going to try to redo that so that way the priest has more uh, consideration. Well, inflation jumped last month largely because of a spike in gas prices, but other costs rose more slowly, suggesting price pressures are easing at a gradual pace. In a set of conflicting data released Wednesday, the Labor Department said the consumer price index rose 3.7% in August from a year ago. That's up from 3.2% in July. Yet excluding the volatile food and energy categories, so-called Core prices rose 4.3%. That's the smallest increase in nearly two years. That is still far from the Federal Reserve's 2% target. The big rise in gas prices accounted for more than half of the monthly inflation increase. The government said, now despite the seemingly divergent figures, the decline in the core measure points to inflation coming under control, but at a much more gradual pace than earlier this year. So I think everybody's kind of wondering when the Fed gets back together, will they raise the rates again? again. So mm-hmm. Please don't. Yeah, it doesn't look like they will, at least this time around, but we'll see. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler announced a Wednesday afternoon that he will not run for re-election next year, opting to end his time in the office after two terms. His current term runs through the end of 2024. Wheeler said he will need to focus his efforts for the next 15 months on Portland's existing economic, homelessness, and public safety challenges as well as implementing the voter-approved overhaul of the city's government, which will switch 
Portland from the current commissioner system to a city manager model with an expanded city council starting in 2025. Two candidates have officially filed to run for mayor in 2024 so far. Current city commissioner Mingus Maps and Darrell Kinsey Bell, who works as a youth leadership nonprofit organization. Well, it has been quite the adventure for a cruise ship carrying over 200 passengers. The ship named Ocean Explorer ran aground on Monday in a remote stretch of northeast Greenland and could have potentially been stuck for days waiting for the nearest ship to arrive to help. The operator of the Ocean Explorer, Aurora Expeditions, said yesterday that all passengers on board were safe and well, although several passengers had to be quarantined after being diagnosed with COVID-19. So news this morning is that the ship has been freed from its grounding thanks to another vessel that helped refloat the ship. Now, while the ship was waiting help, one passenger joked that the main fear on board was running out of alcohol. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen on a cruise ship. Yeah, probably not. Now, the ship was purpose-built for expedition travel to the world's most remote destinations, according to the official website for Aurora, Aurora Expeditions. And so I guess uh, they were up there in the, one of the Greenland fjords, and uh, that's where they got stuck. I didn't know Greenland had fjords. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> The iPhone 15 is hitting store shelves next week, but not all Apple lovers are ready to turn in their old phones just yet. Many want to know if the latest generation of iPhones are worth the price. At first glance, the iPhone 15 appears to share many of the same features as its less expensive predecessor. However, the latest generation of the device includes a few new functions that could make a huge difference. The iPhone 15 will now come with a Type-C charging port. That's the same charging port built into Samsung Galaxy and other Android phones. The change comes after the European Union passed a law requiring all mobile phones and other devices sold in Europe to come equipped with a USB Type-C charging port. There's also a new roadside assistant feature. The iPhone 15 can uh, users can contact AAA in the event of a roadside emergency, even if they're off the grid and don't have access to cellular Wi-Fi. The iPhone 15 also offers the most powerful zoom capabilities. And if you are taking a picture of a person or pet, the iPhone 15 senses that in your camera's view and automatically captures photo depth information that allows you to turn your photos into a portrait style picture long after your subject leaves the frame. I have the portrait feature on my iPhone, you know, camera. Right. I love that one. Because what it does is it gives you this beautiful, clear picture of the person and then kind of blurs the depth behind it. So that way you you just get a really, really nice looking Mm -hmm. photograph. Oh, that's nice. So, uh, but it would not for me be worth the $1,200 that the iPhone 15 Pro Max would set you back if you got 256 gigabytes. Yeah. Of information or I, memory. I've got one where you have to take the film into the photo mat store <laughs> to get it developed. You miss the days. Did I, I miss those little drive-up huts. Yeah, didn't they? Yeah. How long ago did those go away? They've been around in a while, I don't think. 
Uh, in sports, University of Portland women's soccer team is on the road today facing Brown. Pilots go into the contest with a record of 4-1-1. One, and one. This is the second season in a row they've started with at least four wins through their first six contests. On Sunday, Portland will play at Stonehill College. Pilots men's soccer team back home tomorrow night hosting 17th-ranked Denver at 7 p.m. on the bluff. Portland will hope to rebound from its only loss of the season this past weekend. On the road, Portland fell to 16th-ranked West Virginia. Mountaineers scored in the final five seconds of the match to win 1-0. Oh, it's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. David, here's a great event coming up on Saturday All right, at 11 a.m. all the way till 10 p.m. It is the Polish Festival at St. Stanislaus Parish on Interstate Avenue in Portland. All are invited to the 27th Polish Festival. Enjoy authentic Polish food, live music, and dance performances, exhibits about Polish history and culture, and activities for children. This will be your favorite the polka contest. Oh, yeah. You ready for that? I am. And local merchants. Admission is free. Donations are accepted. Ah, uh, some. What are those little things? Uh, pierogies. Pierogies. Oh. I'll have one in every flavor. Yes, please. <laughs> Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. You know who's here to stay. I do. Yeah, Monsignor O'Connor. He's going to join us right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Seventh-day Adventists use Ecclesiastes 9.10 to argue that souls in heaven aren't cognitively aware of our prayers because the inspired author says that souls don't have any knowledge in the afterlife. But this objection fails because the inspired author was operating with a limited and vague view of the afterlife without New Testament revelation. When we come to the New Testament, it's a whole new ballgame. Consider Revelation 5.8, where 24 presbyters, human souls, surround Jesus and offer him the prayers of Christians on earth in the form of incense. How could they do this if they weren't cognitively aware of all those prayers? So just because an Old Testament passage speaks of the afterlife in a way that's not compatible with the intercession of the saints, it doesn't follow that the Catholic doctrine is proven unbiblical. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. Hi everyone, this is David from Otter Day Radio's Morning Blend. 
I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Mantra Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. And it is 842 at Mater Day Radio. Going to be sunny, warm day today. High of 89 degrees. Mostly clear overnight tonight. Low of 59. And then sunny, hot tomorrow. 91 degrees. Saturday, 85. Sunday, 81. Currently, it is 59 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. See, now I have pierogies on my mind. <gasps> okay. So I'm going to tell you it's 61 degrees at St. Stanislaus Church in oh. Portland. Oh, I'm hungry. He's the director of the Office of Divine Worship, so he knows a thing or two about the faith. It's Monsignor Gerard O'Connor. On the solemnity of Our Lady's Assumption, Archbishop Alexander Sample signed a letter of incarnation, making Monsignor Gerard O'Connor officially a priest of the Archdiocese of Portland. So what exactly does that mean, and how will it change the way Monsignor O'Connor serves us now? Joining us to tell more, it is Monsignor O'Connor. Good morning, Monsignor. Thanks so much for joining us today. And I must say, very, very excited that we'll be able to continue our conversations since you'll be part of the Archdiocese now officially. For yes, our... good morning, Brenda. Yes, I'm, I'm bought and paid for now by the Archdiocese <laughs> of Portland. So. so first for our listeners, what does that mean? In, in, incarnation, what is that process and, and how does it affect you as a priest? being part of two dioceses. Yeah. So, well, so every priest in the, when the, when you're ordained a cleric, you're incarnated into a, uh, a, a diocese. If you're a religious, you're more or less incarnated into that religious order, but it's a different term. But uh, so canon law doesn't allow uh, roaming priests. They used to call it a vagus in, in Latin, which means, you know, a priest that doesn't have any diocese. So, the law doesn't allow that now. You have to be a member of a diocese and you have to have a bishop who's in charge of you. So when I was ordained uh, for Fall River, I was incarnated in the diocese of Fall River. And so I've been a priest there until a couple of weeks ago for, you know, these 22, 23 years. And then six years ago, my bishop gave me on loan to the Archdiocese of Portland. And so I was still incarnated in Fall River, but I was working here on just on loan. So if anything, all my responsibility, my obedience was to the Bishop of Fall River. And so after six years here, I uh, I wrote to my bishop and it was coming to the end of the six years where we'd have to renew it for another three years. And I thought, you know, I'm probably never going to go back to Fall River and Archbishop wants me to stay here. And, you know, we talked about this and I, I wasn't ready to sort of make the big decision. But um, there's something changed this year. And I, um, you know, I decided, you know, I'll write to my bishop and say, hey, look, you know, I'm really happy out here. Love my new bishop. Uh, I'm doing some good work, I think. I've just taken on this cathedral, you know. So I think I'd like to ex-cardinate, which means to be removed from one diocese and then incarnate into the Archdiocese of Portland. So it's a canonical process. And so that there's no roaming priest, there's no Vargas, um, the decree of ex-cardination doesn't become... Uh, legal until there's a decree of incarnation. So my bishop wrote me an excarnation decree on the 28th of July, but I was not excarnated 
until I was incarnated into Portland, which was on the 15th of August. So that's how it happened. So now I owe my obedience uh, to the Archbishop of Portland in Oregon, uh, to Alexander Sample and his successors. So that's that's who I am now. I'm just a priest like every other priest of the Archdiocese, but more so, as we say. But more so. I love that. Yeah. Because everything <laughs> with you, Monsignor, priest, is more, more so. so. <laughs> uh, now, did you have to then make a vow or a pledge when you were incarnated to the Archdiocese of Portland in order to say, I will do what you ask of me, Archbishop Sample? No, I, no, I don't have to do anything special. The decree of incarnation implies that you're taking on that responsibility. So like all the other priests this year at the Chrism Mass, I'll renew my priestly promises to, to the Archbishop. Yeah, But this time it'll be to Archbishop Sample, not my own old bishop. With incarnation, do faculties change at all or the way that you minister there at the cathedral? Or did you really have all of the rights and privileges of a priest of the Archdiocese of Portland while you were here, yes. we'll say, on so when I when I came here six years ago, I was given all the faculties of a priest of the Archdiocese of Portland. Um, and now I lose the faculties of the of the Diocese of Fall River. So next time I go back to, say, visit some friends, probably next summer, I will have to ask permission to okay. celebrate Mass in the Diocese of Fall River because I don't have faculties anymore. But the bishop has the right. He might give me faculties, you know, uh, just open-ended but uh but officially i'm yeah i'm a priest of uh, the diocese of the archdiocese of Portland now and when this announcement came out and word was found out in your previous diocese in fall river you said did you hear from your uh, brother priest there or friends there that you served with saying what do you do when you're not coming home yeah there's a few you know a few of my priest friends out there sort of i think they knew uh, that this was going to happen one day, you know, just it was a matter of time, not uh, not that it if was going to happen. Um, so they they yeah, there are sort of some of them are upset, some are not so upset, you know. The way it goes. <laughs> oh. It's funny because I just uh, yesterday I just uh, sent my deed to my cemetery plot at Sacred Heart in New Bedford. I have a plot. All the priests get a plot. You choose one, and so I just put the deed together and send it back to the. Catholic Cemetery in in Fall River to say, hey, I won't be coming back to be buried even. So, so now I'll be buried at Mount Calvary, I think, with uh, the rest of the priests. With of, prayerfully, of, of, and and then as far as your work with the um, Office of Divine Worship, will you continue to do that in the same way that you have all along? Yeah, I still will oversee that office. I'm hoping that perhaps we'll get someone else to do some of the work that I do or have done. Like for instance, you know. I've, I haven't written the newsletter for like a, since I came to the cathedral because that was a it's it's a, a it's a, you know it takes a lot of time to to put the newsletter together and it was it was well liked so we got to forty nine issues I never got to the fiftieth so I'm hoping that uh, if there's a you know perhaps we get a young priest coming out of school that's got some liturgical uh, in background perhaps they could take some of this this on but but we still do all the other stuff we still answer all the questions about liturgy and you know produce various resources for the parishes. Oh, fantastic. If you are just tuning in, Monsignor Gerard O'Connor joining me today talking about his new and official permanent post at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. Monsignor O'Connor has been incarnated into the Archdiocese of Portland.
Fortunately, since you've been here for so many years, it's you're not having to catch up on anything. You are continuing with all of the work that's been going on. Monsignor O'Connor, we're in the second year of this Eucharistic revival, all of it culminating next year into this incredible convention that's happening back east. What are we doing here in the Archdiocese of Portland to really focus our time and attention to the gift that Christ is in the Eucharist? Well, one of the initiatives the Archbishop has asked for is that during the four weeks of Advent that all the priests of the uh, diocese preach on the Eucharist. So we're going to have a series. Remember we did it at Lent and we preached on the Kerygma. Yes. And so we're going to have a four-week series of preaching on the Eucharist. So it's going to be an expositional homilies. So uh, actually, Monsignor Sayak and I are working on those as we speak to provide some, you know, sort of uh, bullet points for what, what it could look like these four weeks. And we're also going to put together sort of uh, resources that can be used in those different four weeks, various books, various videos that people can watch, et cetera. So hopefully there'll be this whole sort of during Advent, there'll be a lot of focus on the Holy Eucharist throughout the Archdiocese. So that's one of the initiatives. Um, another initiative is that we've just put together as the Office of Worship, a little uh, booklet, which is a summary of our Eucharistic theology, which comes from the Catechism. So it's just taking stuff from the Catechism, but it sort of summarizes what we believe. So we're hoping to get thousands of these out into people's hands so that they can, um, you know, just recap and re- rethink about what we believe as Catholics. Oh, fantastic. Well, Monsignor O'Connor, I just appreciate so much your time today. We're also looking forward to having you here at the studio for our Fall share in October. So that's always a wonderful time. Monsignor O'Connor, before you go, please, can you offer us a prayer and your priestly blessing? Heavenly Father. Send your Holy Spirit upon these, your servants, the listeners of this radio station, that they may grow in faith and love of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We ask this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Monsignor O'Connor, thanks so much for your time today. We will continue to pray for you as you continue your priestly ministry here in the Archdiocese of Portland. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brenda. And it is 8.52 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this Thursday. That's awesome that he's staying. Oh, I was so excited when I read that post from the Archdiocese. And uh, yeah, apparently the Pacific Northwest grew on him. So <laughs> yeah. we will just continue to pray for Monsignor O'Connor's ministry. And oh, love to have him on the show more often now, too. Yeah, not not only will he continue to be able to do the interviews, but we continue to pull from his homily highlights, which I always enjoy. Fantastic, uh, well. right? And and, you know, he's going to be one of our guests again on our Fall share coming up the week of October 9th through the 13th. So always a joy to have him in studio with us for the Fall share Hopefully you will be with us as well. Coming up that week, going to be a big week, lots of wonderful guests like Monsignor O'Connor. In fact, if you go to our website, right on the main page is our Fall share You can click on that. It'll take you to all the information. The theme, Be Changed, focusing on the Holy Eucharist. Again, going to be a wonderful week. By the way, you can make a pledge right now if you'd like to pledge to our matching fund. Always helpful as well. Mater Dei Radio's Fall share October 9th through the 13th. All the information on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. 
Dr. Bianco Family Dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Carmelite priest Father Christopher LaRocca as he prays the soul of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Soul of Christ, sanctify me. Body of Christ, heal me. Blood of Christ, drench me. Water from the side of Christ, wash me. Passion of Christ, strengthen me. O good Jesus, hear me. In your wounds, shelter me. From turning away, keep me. From the evil one, protect me. At the hour of my death, call me. Into your presence, lead me to praise you with all your saints forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Support for Matriday Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. Some are morning people. <sighs> Others are not. <laughs> Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.56 at Mater Day Radio. Last look at your forecast. Sunny skies, high of 89 degrees today. Clear overnight tonight, low of 59. Then heating up even more on Friday, 91. Starts to cool down gradually over the weekend. Although sunny, 85 for Saturday, 81 for Sunday. Currently, 61 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Steve A. Grisano, A Rightful Place. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bring your light to 
Steve Agrizano and a rightful place. It's A59 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, thanks so much for tuning into the Morning Blend on this Thursday. David and Brenda with you. We appreciate it. Brenda, I know you you got to get out of here. You've got to get down to the Mount Angel Oktoberfest. They are waiting for me to open. I know. You know, uh, just, I just <laughs> ask you to uh, save some beer for everyone else. Oh, well, you know, you know me. There has not ever been a beer that I enjoyed at all. So uh, there will be plenty. So yes. it looks like it's going to be a wonderful afternoon there. And hopefully I'll see some listeners yeah, down there yeah. also. We'll look forward to hearing about it tomorrow. Now that is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. Have a very blessed day.